a while back, probably a couple of months ago, we did a series called Losing Your Marbles. And the idea behind this series was um, we had this jar of marbles and everyone got to take a, a marble home with them. I still carry mine in my pocket. And this jar of marbles, it had 936 marbles. And those marbles represented how many weeks uh, are in the life of a child from the time he or she is born to the time he or she uh, leaves home and uh, graduates high school and moves on to their adult life. So we were talking the, uh, the idea that every one of us plays the part in the life of a child. It could be as a parent or a grandparent or an uncle or an aunt. Or maybe you're here this morning, you're a big brother or a big sister. Uh, maybe you're a coach or a teacher. We all get to impact the lives of kids. So we talked about the different ways that that can happen. We talked about how in that time, in that 936 weeks represented by those marbles, um, there's love over time. That can make a, a huge difference. There are words over over time, they'll make a big difference in the life of a child. We talked about tribes over the time, that we're a part of this tribe that we call the church and how being in Connect Kids and being a part of the church can influence and impact the life of a child. But you know, there was one word that we didn't cover that I want to cover this morning. I want to kind of get back to this series just for one week because I think as well as love and words and tribes, do you know what? I think this can make a difference as well. The idea is fun. I think fun over time can make a difference in the life of a church. Now, I know that some of you are thinking, now hold on there a minute. What's all this talk about fun? We're at church. If I'd wanted fun, I'd have gone to the circus, but I didn't. I came to church, so come on, let's get serious here, because this is church. And I think sometimes we, we, we fall into that, that trap, don't we? Or maybe we, maybe we have friends that don't attend church and they assume that church is a, a very serious business and, and sometimes they think of church and they think, you know, um, it's sad but it's true, but if, if I go to church, I should look like this. This guy right here. There. If I'm going to go to church, I should have that expression. Or maybe, maybe this lady right here. Okay, you remember her? <laughs> or even this. See, even the cats are grumpy, the people would imagine, that go to church. Because people tend to think, you know, if I'm a part of a church, I've got to get real serious and, and, and real grumpy. But that's not the case. How many of you kids that are here this morning think it's fun to be a part of going to church? You guys enjoy coming to church? Yeah. Yes, seven of them do. That's awesome. So uh, I won't make the adults shout out, but you know, all the kids in the room right now are like, why is he even having to talk about this? I love going to Connect Kids. It's fantastic. We love church. But you know, sadly, what happens is something happens between the age of being a child and, and the age of becoming an adult where sometimes we just get a little bit too serious, don't we? We kind of get a, a little bit too serious. And, and then I think in, in church, we think, you know, we should be very serious. And obviously, there are times to be serious. We just took communion that was a very serious part of our service because of what it represented. But the reality is that I think God is a great God. I think God's a creative God. I think God is a fun God. Alicia talked about that earlier, and, and it's dead right. God is a great, creative, fun God. I don't think God ever intended life to be dull. You know, I think you see that in the way he created the world in which we live. Creation is just full of amazing things. Check out this flower. I found this picture of this flower. I have no idea what kind of flower it is, but it's an amazing flower. It's full of color. And I look at creation and I look at um, all the, the flowers and all the, the beauty in nature. And I think, man, when God created this, he used every crayon in the box. I mean, he just didn't stick with kind of the dark colors. I mean, he went for it, you know, and I look around creation. And I'm like, man, God is so creative. And then I look in the animal kingdom, and, and there's nothing boring about animals. Check out this guy right here. 
Look at that monkey. I mean, I'm thinking God's like having some fun here. I think this is really creative when you look around uh, at creation. Here's another animal that I came across this week. It's an anteater. And I'm, I'm just thinking, God's thinking, you know what? I'm not just going to create creation. I'm going to make it cool and exciting and fun. It's going to look different because I think God is a fun and creative God. Throughout creation, we see examples of his fun and his creativity and everything he creates. Look at this. I mean, look at that. That's Josh. That's, God was having some fun. Look, he's created Josh. And I found some, it's Josh in here because he didn't actually know I was going to do this morning. So uh, he may have been missing this, which is even better still. Um, I, with the help of his wonderful wife, I found this. Have you seen Josh? He's got this really cool beard now. And he's kind of got this manly beard going on. We found this picture of Josh when he was in high school. Check this out. Even from an early age, he had these aspirations to be a bearded man one day. So it's great to see, Josh, that uh, you're there. Well done. That's awesome. So. <laughs> I don't think Josh is even here. Oh, there he is. I can see him waving. Thanks, mate. Love you. Awesome. Josh will never get to preach again because he's already thinking now what he can do to me when he gets to speak. You know, I was reading this week in the Bible, in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is a great book. It was written by Solomon, who's one of the wisest men ever to have lived. And listen to what he says in chapter 3. He says, there's a time to cry and a time to laugh. There's a time to grieve and there's a time to dance. In verse 12, and Alicia alluded to this verse earlier, it says, so I conclude there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor for these are gifts from God. I think God gave us these gifts because he wanted us to experience the fullness of life. Do you know, I even believe that Jesus was fun to be around. I can't, I just, I know how many people follow Jesus and I can't believe that that many people would have followed him and him not just, just be, be fun and being able to have a good time. You know, he tells a parable, Jesus, about the lost sheep. And if you're familiar with that story, it's a story about a shepherd who has a hundred sheep and he's counting them one day and he gets to 99 and realizes that one of them's missing. And Jesus is telling this story about how the shepherd, he leaves all the sheep out in the open and goes off looking for this lost sheep. Now, we don't get the benefit of understanding the culture of that day. Do you know, in that day, shepherds, they were the lowest on the totem pole. I mean, that was the, the lowest profession you could have. They would have been the, the brunt of people's jokes. You know, that would have been like, hey, let me tell you about the one about the shepherd. <laughs> And that would have been kind of the, the, the idea of what a shepherd was like that day. So Jesus is telling this story about a shepherd. And I think people are giggling as he's telling it. So they're like, oh, this is going to be good. It's a shepherd story. And then he says, and then he leaves them all to go off looking for one. And they're like, such a typical shepherd. They're so silly. You know, it's like a joke he's telling. And then he, he delivers the punchline. He says, you know what? That's how much God loves you. God is willing to pursue you all over the place because he loves you so much. I think Jesus was able to inject humor and, and was able to cr be creative in the way he told stories. And still to this day, we are telling those stories. I think it's, um, it's so important for us to understand the, the importance of having fun as followers of Jesus, but even more so if we want to make the difference in the life of a child. Did you know that in brain imaging, okay, when they scan brains, a researcher by the name of Stuart Brown found that consistent play over time in a child's life is a key to their emotional and relational health. That means a kid can actually be play-deprived. So the kids here who listen to me, they're thinking, amen. I agree. Dad, you keep telling me I've got to do these chores and, and read books and do my homework, but that pastor just told us I need to be playing more. 
It's important. Look at the brain. <laughs> well, the truth is, chores are important, and so are all the other things you do, but, but so is play. I think it's a really important part if we're in relationship with a kid. So I want to challenge you. Maybe you've never thought of play as being something that's urgent in your weekly schedule, but it matters a ton to the kids in our lives. Fun is not a waste of time. You know, through fun, relationships are restored. When you play with your kids, you communicate to them that no matter what they've done, you still love them. Having fun together helps us to keep um, fighting for a relationship, even when it's difficult. When something has come between you relationally, fun can be the bridge that rebuilds that trust with each other. Have you ever experienced that as a parent or a grandparent or even a sibling? You know, when, when tension is high or the moods are low and there's that, that's, you know, you're just trying to get through. And, and sometimes it's fun that breaks the ice. Sometimes it's laughter that can kind of break that wide open. Laughter can be a very healing thing. In the midst of the serious moment, in the midst of troubled relationships, and maybe even between a parent and a child when relationships are difficult, sometimes fun can just make the difference. Fun can just kind of crack that door open into the life of that child. You know, I think fun over time convinces kids you actually like them. It can reconnect what has been disconnected. It can foster resilience. And this is what I mean by that. A collection of fun memories to assure them that in hard times, life still goes on. Fun is an important part of our growth process. I think if we don't create an atmosphere of fun for our kids, the world will. Our kids will find other places and activities that give them pleasure. You know, I want my house to be a place where my kids will have fun, where they want to bring their kids, and they'll have fun as well. I want our house to be somewhere where their friends can come and have fun. And Will's thinking right now, that's why we need a trampoline. Dad, seriously, we do. We need a trampoline so the kids can have fun at our house. So practically, how can we do this? If there is a child in your life, it could be your son, your grandkids, your uh, sibling, your, someone you teach, someone you coach, how can we, make, how can we inject fun into this? Well, the first thing we can do is make fun a goal. We talked in this series about the importance of love and words, but I wonder how many of us have actually made fun a goal in the life of the, the family or fun, something that I'm like, I'm going to put something on the calendar this week, a fun experience. The second idea is make room for fun. Don't just make it a goal, then be intentional. Like set some time aside, say, you know what, this week I'm actually going to intentionally have some fun time with the kid in my life. There's so many practical things you can do to help this. When you get home from work, change out of your work clothes into your fun clothes. Get ready to hang with the kids. Carve out some time to have fun with them. And you know, this may mean meeting them at their level. I'll warn you here this morning, parents, if you'd make it a goal to have fun, it could end up looking like this. But that's okay, because that may be what, what your kids enjoy doing. And it may be sitting down and having tea with a, with a little girl. You know, at our house, we have Friday nights that we kind of keep as our family night. And, and we have pizza, and we normally watch a movie or play a game. And, and I love those times, because we'll sit around the table, and we'll talk about our week. And, and, and inevitably, it just ends up being a fun night. And if it's not, Will, our middle son's brilliant, I, I can ask him, there was a story that happened to him many years ago, like three or four years ago now. And you know, I can ask Will, hey, tell us that one story again. 
He'll start to tell that story. As he starts to tell, he starts to giggle. And it's the same story we've heard a hundred times. But then he starts to giggle more. And then he's crying as he's telling this story. I'm crying, listening to this story. Um, I can't tell you the story, but it's a, it's a boy story and it involves a bodily function. But he loves telling this story. And um, every time we hear this story, we just all start cracking up and laughing. And it's creating those fun moments uh, with the kids in your life. So kids, if you're in here this morning, here's your homework today. I want you to go home this afternoon. I want you to tell your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, your uncles, your aunts, whoever it may be. I want you to tell them what you like doing. What are you enjoying that's fun for you? Tell them what you enjoy doing with them so that they know how they can have more fun with you in their weeks. Because ultimately, here's why fun over time matters. When you play with your children, you enter into their world. Play is where children show us the inner feelings and experience that they can't or won't talk about. In other words, play often opens doors for you to go deeper in your relationship with your kids. So on this family service this morning, I want to encourage you, if there is a, a child in your life, find a way to make it a goal to have fun with them this week. And we're going to help you in that. Will, can you uh, throw me what you have on your lap? Good job. Well done. So we've got Frisbees for every family here, okay? It says Connect Church, and it says making the most of my marbles, okay? Because we only have 936 of them. That was my communion cup. We only have 936 of them, so I want to make every moment count. So when you leave this morning, uh, you guys can grab this one for family. Um, I, I would suggest maybe wait until at least the parking lot before trying them out. But, uh, but take these home and maybe dads, mums, this afternoon, you can spend some time having some fun with the kids in your life, grandparents, brothers. You want it back now? Yeah, that was a great throw. <laughs> okay, so uh, let me close out in prayer. And like I say, different service today. So if you're visiting, please come and see us again. But um, it was great having all the family in here with us. Father, thanks so much that um, you are a God of creativity and you are a God of fun. This isn't something that we should have to manufacture. This was something that you put inside every one of us. The reality is, Lord, very often we, we let the pressures of world and we let life drain that out of us. And before we know it, things get serious and things get... And, and Lord, life is hard. I'm not saying that there aren't dark times and there aren't valleys, but the reality is, Lord, that you created every one of us to, to, to have life and life to the full. And sometimes, Lord, it's being intentional in having fun that pulls us through those difficult times. So help us, Lord, to find fun. Help us to find fun with the, the kids in our lives who are just designed to just play, play, play. Because it does such an amazing thing in our relationships with them. So, Father, thanks so much for all the Connect family. Thanks for this morning and this great holiday weekend. And I just pray we'll have a great afternoon and a great week. In Jesus' name, amen. Sounds like the Frisbees are ready, so have a great week. See you back here next Sunday.
called Losing Your Marbles. And the idea of the series was that um, we talked about these marbles. I still have my marble in my pocket. Many of us got a marble that we took away to remind us that um, these marbles represented, we had a jar full of them, 936, and they represented the 936 weeks in a child's life, from the moment he or she is born to the moment he or she graduates high school and moves into adulthood and moves on with the rest of their life. And we talked about the fact that that time is precious that there are parents here this morning, there are grandparents here this morning that will tell you how quickly that jar of marbles disappeared, how quickly those kids grew up. So we as a church kind of made that commitment together that we're going to make the most of that time and we're going to invest into the lives of uh, the child in our life. So whether we're a parent here this morning or a grandparent, an uncle or an aunt, a teacher, a coach, even an older brother or an older sister, we have the opportunity to make a difference in the life of a child. And in our series that we finished a few weeks back, we were talking about the idea that there are several things that can really make a difference over that time, that um, words over time make a difference, the words that we say. We talked about the idea of tribes over time, tribes being the, the church, we're a part of the church, and by investing our kids into the life of the church, they will grow and, and come to know how much God loves them. We talked about love over time that we can demonstrate love, we can show love to the kids in our life and and make a huge difference. But I want to throw one more out there. I know the series finished a few weeks back, but um, to tie in with our family service this morning, I thought of one more that we could invest, because it's one that I don't think you would normally think of. And that is fun over time. Fun over time. You see, in our series, we were talking about all these things, but the reality is this morning we've been talking a lot about what it means to have fun. Now, some of you at this point, you're thinking, now hold on a minute. What's all this talk about fun? We're in church here this morning. If I'd wanted fun, I'd have gone to the circus. I didn't come to church for fun. Let's get serious here because church is serious. And we kind of have that misconception, I think, sometimes that church is serious. And and I think sometimes people on the outside who've maybe not been to a church expect to arrive and expect everyone to look like this guy right here. Yeah, church. Or or maybe this lady. I know some of you probably recognize this lady and think, yep, that's what I think of when I think of attending church. Or even this character right here. It's like, yeah, that's that's the kind of people I think of. Even the cats are grumpy. When I think about going to church, I I don't think of fun. I think of seriousness and and maybe being bored. and, And I don't believe that was ever God's intention. I don't believe God ever intended it to be dull or boring. I think God wants us to live life and life to the full. And, and God's an incredibly creative God, and, and he's done so much to, uh, just in creation to show us how he wants us to have fun and enjoy this incredible creation he's given us. I think God is creative. I think God himself is fun. I look around at nature, and I'm amazed. Take a look at this flower here. This is just one picture I found of the millions of plants and, and flowers that demonstrate how creative God is. When God created, he used every crayon in the box. He didn't just stick with the dark colors, you know, or the boring. I mean, he went for it. And then, not just in in nature, but in in the animal world as well. I mean, God was creative, and I think he had some fun. Check out this monkey. That's a a great-looking monkey. I think God was having some fun. He's like, man, people are going to love this monkey. He's great. Or maybe this thing here. Check out this. It's It's an anteater. 
I think God's like, I want to have fun. I can be creative here. Check this out. It looks crazy, but we're going to have some fun. See, God was really creative. He wanted us to have fun. I mean, after all, look what else he created. Yeah, Josh. I think God was saying, hey, let's have some fun. Just kidding, Josh. It's, he was here for first service, but still he's good in second service. Um, what I love about this picture of Josh is uh, knowing that I was going to show this picture, I actually got in touch with his wife and his mother and said, hey, could you help me and find some good pictures? And uh, this is one I found on his Facebook page, but this is one that his mum sent me. Uh, check this out. Yeah, so uh, it appears, Josh, that even as a young lad of 13, he had this desire to have a beard, and, and now he's there. He's, he's made it. He's got that full-on beard. So well done, Josh. That's, uh, that's guaranteed that I can never let you speak again, though, Josh, okay? Because I can't give you the mic now to uh, get revenge. But the truth is that, that God, his, his creation is full of creativity and, and, I think, fun. He wants us to enjoy life. You know, there's a passage in Ecclesiastes. A guy by the name of Solomon wrote this. He's credited to have been one of the wisest people that ever lived. And listen to what he said about the idea of fun. He says, there's a time to cry, but there's a time to laugh. There's a time to grieve, but there's a time to dance. So I concluded, he says in verse 12 of chapter 3, I concluded there's nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor. For these are gifts from God. God gave us these gifts to enjoy life. I even think that Jesus was fun to hang around with. I can't believe that for three years he developed this huge following of thousands of people who wanted to come and hear him teach if he was boring. I think there was life to Jesus. I think there was fun. I think he held people's attention. I honestly believe he made people laugh. Do you know, there's a story Jesus tells, and it's lost on us because of the, um, the setting and the culture, but he tells a story called the parable of the lost sheep. And in this story, he tells this story about this shepherd who has 100 sheep, and one day he's counting them, and he gets to 99, and he realizes that one's missing, and off he goes to look for it. Now, you need to understand that in Jesus' day and age, the shepherd was the, the lowest of the low. He was at the bottom of the totem pole. So in those days, the shepherd would have kind of been the, the, the brunt of humor. He would have been the one that, that people would have made fun of. Hey, did you hear about this shepherd? Let me tell you. It would be like a joke. Let me tell you the one about the shepherd. And people would start. So here's Jesus like, hey, I've got a story about a shepherd. And everyone's going, it's going to be, this is going to be good. And then it gets good. He's like, he had a hundred sheep. He lost one of them. So he left all of them wide out in the open. And he goes off looking for the one. <laughs> what a silly shepherd. You know, I, I think this was a funny story he was telling. And the best part about it is the punchline. He says, you know what? That's how much God loves you. I know that sounds crazy and ridiculous, but God loves you so much. He wants to find you no matter what. And I think in the midst of humor, people are like, wow. I'll never forget the message of that story that Jesus just told. You see, I think God intended us to have fun. I think it's okay to be a follower of Jesus and to have fun. I know the kids in the room now are like, duh, of course it is. <laughs> They know that they have fun every week. But somewhere along the way, adulthood crept in, didn't it? And, and suddenly we started to take things a little bit more seriously and, and maybe take ourselves a little bit too seriously. And life happens and sometimes the fun gets replaced. That's why I think it's so important for, for us to inject fun into our lives because as followers of Jesus, I think life was meant to be fun. 
But I also think that fun over time makes a difference in the life of a child. I don't believe it's good for us. I believe it's essential for the kids that are in our lives. Did you know that in brain imaging, nothing lights up the brain like play? A researcher by the name of Stuart Brown found that consistent play over time in a child's life is a key to their emotional and relational health. So what he's saying there is that a kid can actually be play-deprived. So all the kids here this morning are like, seriously, do you hear that, Dad? You keep telling me I've got to do chores and read books and do my homework, but that pastor, he says I need to play more. That's what's going to get my brain going. (laughs) Well, it's true, play is important, but the other things are important too. But you know what? As parents and grandparents and uncles and aunts, it's, it's, it's just adding that idea that, you know what, as well as all this, play is really important. You see, I don't think fun is a waste of time. You restore relationships through fun. When you play with kids, you communicate that no matter what they've done, you still love them. Having fun together helps us keep to the the fighting for a relationship. Even when it's difficult, it keeps it at bay. When something has come between you relationally, fun can very often be the bridge that rebuilds that trust with each other. Have you ever noticed how when tensions are high and, and moods, alone, the, moods are low, the, there's a relational conflict, maybe between you and a kid or between a brother and sister, how sometimes something fun can just break that? There could be that high tension, that, that, that conflict, and then something funny happens or there's laughter, and it just all falls apart, doesn't it? It like breaks it open. Let me give an example here of how even in the midst of something that, that should have been serious, laughter took it a different direction. Check out this video. (laughs) 
Now, I'm sure none of your parents have ever been there where you're just, you're so cross and you're just like trying to, and then suddenly something happens and you find yourself giggling in the middle of um, trying to tell them off. And it's just amazing isn't it, how humor, now obviously, kids, I'm not saying that that's how you get out of trouble every time, just make them laugh. Um, but sometimes, you know, fun can break down relational conflict. I think fun over time convinces kids that you actually like them. It reconnects what has been disconnected. It, it even fosters resilience. What I mean by that is that I believe a collection of fun memories can assure them in hard times that life still goes on. Because think about it. If we don't create an atmosphere of fun for our kids, the world will. Our kids will find other places and activities that give them pleasure. Personally, I want my house to be a place where my kids have fun, where their friends come and they have fun. Because I know that if I don't provide a fun environment, they'll go looking for fun elsewhere. So practically, how can we do this? In our lives, with, with the kid in our lives as grandparents or parents this morning, I think there's a couple of real simple things. The first is just make fun a goal. We talked about it, didn't we, the importance of love and words and, and tribes over time. But I wonder if you've ever sat down and said, you know what, fun over time is important. Have I made time this week to have fun with a child in my life? Have I made that a priority? So first of all, it's, it's making it a goal. And then second of all, once it's a goal, let's make room for fun. Let's get intentional. Let's, let's get something on the calendar. Let's carve out some time. When you get home from work, change out of your work clothes. Change into some fun clothes. Have fun with the kids. You know, I, I find myself sometimes being like, hey, kids, let's go in the yard. I've got a real fun game. It's, it's going to be see who can pull the most weeds. It'll be awesome. We'll, we'll all see if we can pull the most and see, you know. Like, and my kid's like, Dad, that's not fun. That's you making us do work, okay? So sometimes it's going to mean um, getting down at their level. Dads, some of you may end up in a picture like this, okay? Because fun is what they want to do. Have a night that's a fun night. In the Jane household, we do that on Friday nights. We, we, we make it a point of trying to eat dinner together that night, and we'll, uh, we'll talk. We have pizza normally, and then we'll watch America's Funniest Home Videos, or we'll watch a movie, or we'll play a board game. And it's just, I know my kids, when they're growing up, will look back to those meals. You know, there's, there's one story that Will tells, and he's been telling it since he was a, well, at least three or four years. It happened to him. Uh, there was a, an embarrassing uh, incident with a friend of his, and uh, let's just say it involved some bodily function that was a lot louder than the friend had expected. And uh, Will tells this story of how this all played out. And the more he tells it, the more he laughs. And the more he laughs, he starts to cry. And I promise you, we are still telling that same story to this day. And he'll start to tell it. And before you know it, he's crying again at the dinner table, just laughing from this story. I want my kids to grow up having those fun memories of different things that happened in their lives. So kids, if you're in the room this morning, here's your homework. I want you to go home this afternoon. I want you to tell your mums and your dads what you like doing for fun. Tell them what you enjoy doing. And then this week, mums and dads, make it a priority to spend some time having fun with your kids. Because ultimately, here's why fun over time matters. When you play with your, with your kids, you enter into their world. Play is where children show us the inner feelings and experiences that they can't or won't talk about us. Lawrence Cohen, PhD, he said that, that it's, it's that opportunity for them to maybe share some things that otherwise they wouldn't. In other words, play open doors. Play opens doors for you to go deeper into your relationship 
with your kids. So I know love's important, and I know time, and I know um, tribes and words, but you know what? Maybe we haven't thought about that before, about the importance of fun. So maybe carving out some time this week just to, to have some fun with the kids in our lives. And we're going to help you do that here at Connect. Logan, I'm going to need your help, bud, because I want to show them what you have in your hand. You can, you can actually, yeah, yeah, you can actually, there we go. There. We've got a Connect, yeah, good throw. And a surprising catch. Um, we have a Connect Frisbee that we are going to give out to every family here this morning. It says Connect Church, making the most of my marbles. So uh, you get the opportunity to take this home with you and you can uh, use this to, to, to play and have fun together. Okay, I'm going to try and throw it back to you. Let's see if I'm as good at... Hey, that went a lot better than the first time. The first time it's kind of went off that way somewhere, so... So let's look for ways to have fun over time, and let's pray right now. Father, I want to thank you that we, uh, uh, we honestly believe, Lord, that we are created by a God who intended us to live life to the full. God, I know that at times life uh, is hard. Difficult times come, and, and we go through phases of life where grief will creep in and tragedy, and, and God, I get that. But Lord, I also believe that you created us to want to experience joy and fun and just to get the most out of life as well. So help us, Lord, to to not get pulled into uh, just the day in, day out, but to look for ways to have fun, to look for ways as a family to have fun, to look for ways to uh, create fun moments with the kids in our lives, God. Because I honestly believe, Lord, that sometimes it's through those moments that the most love and the most words are impacted because they come through that fun environment. So be with us this week. Give us opportunities to make fun a priority and to have some fun moments as families. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.